You're listening to a Roddenberry podcast. If the late great Irwin Allen was ahead of his time on anything, it was the ability to upcycle his own productions. On this day in 1971, NBC aired the latest of Allen's epics, a feature-length pilot meant to launch a new TV series, City Beneath the Sea. I'm Ryan Myers, and this is your Sci-Fi 5, five minutes of science fiction history for January 25th. Before we get into the story, we need to deep dive into some hardcore disambiguation. Take a deep breath. City Beneath the Sea was a 1953 movie starring Anthony Quinn about a couple of treasure hunters. In 1962, City Beneath the Sea was a British TV miniseries in which a former Nazi steals a nuclear submarine in order to rendezvous with the hidden city of an evil scientist. Don't get confused because those have nothing to do with Irwin Allen. In 1969, NBC unceremoniously canceled its three-season space drama called Star Trek. And Alan, who had toiled away with shows on ABC like The Time Tunnel and Voyage to the Bottom of the Sea, not to mention Lost in Space over at CBS, sensed an opportunity. He cooked up a pretty elaborate 11-minute-long pitch film about humans and amphibians working together in an underwater city to thwart the plans of a saboteur. Thus, City Beneath the Sea was born. Wait, wait, scratch that. The pilot film was called City Beneath the Sea, and it was pitched directly to NBC as the replacement for Star Trek. You need to only look at the bright colors and miniskirts to get that. However, NBC was not buying. They rejected the pilot film with its liberal use of reused time tunnel sets, effects, and the flying sub from Voyage, and many music cues from Alan's best-known shows. That pitch didn't make it, but chalk it up to Alan's persistence or a network's desperation— A few years later, in 1971, City Beneath the Sea aired as a TV movie intended to launch a series. And at last, that is the piece we're talking about today. Allen himself produced and directed City Beneath the Sea, based on a story he conceived. He then recruited veteran Star Trek producer-slash-writer John Meredith Lucas to write the teleplay. To Allen's credit, he also assembled an impressive cast, many of whom he had worked with on previous series. Richard Basehart, James Darren, Robert Colbert... Then you add in the likes of Edward G. Robinson, Joseph Cotton, and young Robert Wagner. What's not to like? A lot, apparently. We'll get into the details after the break. The year is 2053, June 12th, which will be a Thursday, in case you're keeping track of such things. The former Admiral Matthews, played by Stuart Whitman, is now a business executive with his hands in a lot of high-stakes developments. He gets a call from the President, played by Richard Basehart, recruiting him back to the science research base slash colony that Matthews left in disgrace six months ago. It's a short trip to Pacifica, the titular city, the one that's under the sea. From there, we understand what's happening that requires Matthews' attention. The country's entire gold supply from Fort Knox is being relocated to Pacifica not only as a security measure, but also because it serves as a perfect shield to the powerful yet radioactive element H1-28. Gold, you say? Sounds like the perfect opportunity to introduce a plotline about someone trying to steal that gold. Enter Robert Wagner, because it takes a thief, after all. Looking at this convergence of storylines, Alan must have thought it wasn't quite enough, because the stakes get raised even higher with the introduction of a meteor heading toward Earth in a matter of hours, and Pacifica has to get their nuclear missiles online to thwart its path. Package all of that with brightly colored set pieces, a mind-boggling number of blinking lights, plenty of rear projection, and some stilted dialogue, and it's easy to see why the network turned Alan down a second time. Still, 
Fans of Irwin Allen may want to seek this one out purely for the fun of spotting all the reused effects and production elements. It's also interesting to see how this one differed from the 1969 pitch film, which can easily be found online. Don't feel bad that this one didn't work out for Allen, though. He'd stay with an aquatic theme just a year later by producing the multi-award-winning and greatly beloved Poseidon Adventure. This has been 5 Minutes of Science Fiction History, your daily Sci-Fi 5, for January 25th. Sci-Fi 5 is produced by Roddenberry Entertainment. This is a Roddenberry podcast. For more great podcasts, visit podcast.roddenberry.com.